2: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: Scott Spritzer and Matt Humans' Sunday Bet Prep, final hour of the show tonight. And Then we kick it off with Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Covers the Raiders. Find him on Twitter at Adam Hill LVRJ. Adam, I want to find out, when did you know about the Tom Brady retirement news? Because I think a lot of guys who covered the Raiders, and uh, I did too, I thought Brady was headed to Las Vegas. Were you surprised when you heard the news, and did you think Brady was going to be a Raider?
5: I actually filmed that video, Matt, so uh, I knew uh, what I was filming. I was on the beach with uh, Tom in Florida <laughs> filming it. So, but yeah, look, I, I think uh, you know, my take all along has been the same. If Tom Brady returned, he was going to play for Las Vegas, but I was pretty 50 50 on whether he was going to retire or play for the Raiders. And uh, those were the two options. And he chose to retire, which I don't think is necessarily surprising. I still think there's a chance that he only came back to spite the media for breaking the story last year that he was retiring. Like I feel like that might have been the biggest reason he was back. So uh, he gets to ride off into the sunset, and uh, he is out of the equation, which I think changes the dynamic for a lot of teams because I do think he was a very real possibility for the Raiders.
4: So you don't think he got home with his wife and kids and said, you know what, this sucks, I want to go back and play football?
5: Uh, well, no, I think that's probably partially true, but I think he wants to control the narrative as well. And as you know, uh, it's, it's tough to be at home and, you know, have a list of chores to do. I'm sure. So I think you know that was part of it. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think it was mostly uh, he wanted to go on his own terms, and he was able to do that this year. It's
6: one of those. Uh, one of those little. Ads that I had in the marriage contract with me, Adam, was uh, basically uh, no chores. So you, you know, know that's I, I avoided wow. that. You know, nice. basically, 23 years ago too. So it's worked. Take out the uh, trash, water the plants, oh, yeah, yeah, all drive that the good kids stuff. to school. No, I, you know, little little fine line you got to read in the marriage contract. Uh, <laughs> now that he has retired, though, and you know, I really thought that Aaron Rodgers might have ended up in the Jets. Of course, he's got that uh, Nathaniel Hackett relationship. But what would you make as a price if you were taking wagers? and everything you know on Aaron Rodgers' landing in Las Vegas for next season? I mean,
5: I, I do think it's a very realistic chance. and uh, He was one of the names that was mentioned to me by uh, some people very close to the team when the Derek Carr news started to break. And uh, I think Aaron Rodgers was one of their three potential targets. And I think that's still the case. And look, if you follow Devontae Adams on social media, it's it's a very real thing right now. Devontae is really starting to push forward. He's really trolling a little bit uh, with what he's putting out there. But... You know, today, Devontae did not show up at Pro Bowl practice. He uh, was sick, supposedly. Uh, I think that was sick of, you know, competing in Pro Bowl activities, but uh, he wasn't there today. But instead, he was at home liking tweets about Aaron Rodgers coming to Las Vegas. So Devontae is getting that rumor started. I don't think it would be a bad thing for him. Uh, I think it would make some sense for the team, but it's probably not the direction that I would go.
4: Well, Aaron Rodgers was at Pebble Beach playing golf today, and Amanda Ballionis interviewed him, and he said when he walks around the course, the number one thing he's hearing from fans is Raiders. And uh, the Devontae Adams-Aaron Rodgers connection obviously makes some sense. uh, Adam, can the Raiders make it work? I suppose they can find a way to make it work, but Rodgers signed a three-year, $150 million contract last year. Can the Raiders make that work financially if they want to pull off a deal with the Packers?
5: Yeah, they can. And look, I know people talk about the salary for next year. You know, the cap there being like close to $60 million, whatever it is. It's you know, There's a lot of things that can be moved around. I know he talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, kind of renegotiating the deal a little bit and pushing some money back. So it can work. I think when the deal is actually made, if they were to make a trade, they would need $60 million in cap space on the day the trade was made. And it looks like if if Derek are cars off the books, they have almost exactly that. Like they have the exact amount of room that they would need to make that deal. So I think it's feasible in terms of making the deal. I think they'd obviously uh, try to do some, uh, you know, some cap shenanigans to make it work a little better once he is on the roster. But uh, I think it's certainly within the realm of possibilities that they could make the, the move work uh, cap wise.
4: Well, you said Rodgers would not be your first, uh, first option. What would be yours? Jimmy G or some somebody, someone else?
5: Uh, well, I'm, I'm always a build for the future person. I'm a, I'd be a, a draft somebody and try to develop them. And I don't think you're competing in the next two years anyway. So, What's the point of trying to get a veteran uh, to what, make a playoff run and then lose in the playoffs? Like, I don't think that's the way I would go, but I would have tried to rebuild last year. So I think they're already a year behind what I would have been trying to do.
6: What's the biggest problem with the Raiders going into next year if they land Aaron Rodgers? They got so many great offensive outs. I mean, you got a great running back. You got an offensive line that has blocked well for the running game. You've got an offensive line that's pass blocked well. I was talking about this team earlier on the show being top 10 in sacks allowed, yet they had a 19 quarterback rating QBR with Kara quarterback. So if Aaron Rodgers is out there, is it all about showing up the defense?
5: Yeah, I think that's that's for certain uh, You know, step one. Uh, it's also making sure you get Josh Jacobs back in the fold, which, look, if you do get Aaron Rodgers, sure. can you get Josh Jacobs? I mean, that's that, that, that would be part of the equation as well. So, uh, yeah, I think you still need some pieces on the offensive line. Uh, I think it was serviceable, but not great. And by the way, like they pieced together that line with some guys that are not under contract right now. So you got Jermaine Illuminor starting a right tackle all year and he was fine, but he's not under contract. So you have to resign him first. Uh, then you got, you know, guys like Andre James, which I don't know how, how, I think he's been really good, but he's only got one, one year left. So they have him, but will they try to restructure that? Like there's a lot of pieces on the offensive line that you still have to fill in. Even if you say, Hey, they were good enough last year, which I think they were like, that's not the line that's in place right now. And if you get Rodgers, now you're not really being able to resign those guys. So what do you do with the offensive line? And then defensively is where they're going to have to really invest a lot uh, because that's where a lot of their deficiencies are. And I don't think if a defense is ready to compete right now either. So uh, there is some movement they have, have to make, but Rodgers would certainly solidify the quarterback position for what, two years. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, are you, are you a contender? I don't necessarily think so. So now are you two more years behind in rebuilding uh, we'll see. But then again, McDaniels and Ziggler don't really have two years to rebuild. Uh, I think if they don't win games next year, they might not be here. So it's a really tough proposition either way.
4: You know, that's why I think Josh McDaniels and uh, Dave Ziggler are going to make a move for a veteran quarterback because they got to win now. They can't draft Will Levis or C.J. Stroud and say, well, you know, we have a long-term plan here. That's not going to fly. Uh, so it's not going to be Tom Brady in Vegas. It might be Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr is out. Uh, where, where would you bet on Derek Carr being headed next, Adam
5: uh i think i mean if you want to take a division bet i'll, I'll bet the nfc south uh that's that's probably my uh, my my destination that i would bet on but you know i know that uh pat mcafee has been making a big push for the Colts. he was out there today i saw him have a little quick conversation so uh the Colts could be interesting i think certainly the jets are going to be in the market for a guy like Derek carr but i don't know if he works in new york so um i would look at those teams in the nfc south and say you know are the Bucks? do the bucks make sense do the Saints with a, you know, Dennis Allen reunion potentially makes sense. Like, those are spots that I would look at.
4: Well, you might want to watch the tape of Derek Carr playing in the Superdome last season before you make that move if you're the Saints. Do You remember that game? <laughs> I was there. Yeah.
5: Uh, I was there. I'll tell you this, Matt. I was in New Orleans the night before, uh-huh. so I don't remember much about that game. But uh, I do remember <laughs> it didn't go well.
4: That's one of the most pathetic <laughs> offensive performances I've ever seen in the NFL. But well, the Raiders not cross midfield to like, the last two minutes of the game. I believe yeah when, St- yeah, when Stidham came in,
5: they hadn't crossed midfield, and Stidham came in, he crossed midfield, and uh, they were shut out. It was ugly. All right. where,
6: where does he have his best success? Seriously, talking about Derek Carr. I mean, mm. for me, it's like if I am Derek Carr and the money's right, I'm looking at the Jets before anybody else. You go to Tampa Bay, you got to deal with Todd Bowles, who I just mm. think, you know, he got away with murder this year. They blamed everybody but Todd Bowles for their lack of success, and he's just not a good head coach in the NFL. Good defensive mind, all that kind of stuff. But I think that's Peter principal time. He just didn't make that next level, that next jump as a head coach. He's had one winning season. That was years ago. But uh, for me, Adam, what do you think? I mean, I think the Jets are not a bad place to land if well, you're Derek it's, Carr.
4: it's Nathaniel. Have you, have you seen? Too. That,
6: well, you do have Nathaniel. But he's, he was okay with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> have you
6: have you uh, looked at Derek Carr's record in poor weather?
5: That's not great. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> not good at all. Uh and, and, again, I, I don't know, you know, I, I think sometimes the New York media thing is overblown, but I don't think it, with a guy like Derek Carr it is. I don't know that that would be the best fit for him, uh, dealing with those those uh, that throng of media every day. I just think it's a different world, and I, I don't know that it's one that he's suited for.
4: Yeah, Derek Carr had his good problems point. with the Las Vegas media and guys like Paul Gutierrez, who's uh, generally a pretty that, nice guy. Yeah, that,
6: That's a good that point. Jerk.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, ESPN Radio, Las Vegas with us, covers the Raiders. By the way, at DraftKings right now, the Raiders 40-1 to to win the Super Bowl next year if you're looking to make a preemptive strike before the Aaron Rodgers news comes down if it does. Adam, uh, tell us about the Pro Bowl nonsense. Josh <laughs> Jacobs' quote today was, this crap is stupid, but he didn't use the word crap. Uh, so what, what's what's going on out here at the Pro Bowl? What do you expect? What, can we, what do we expect to see uh, tomorrow?
5: Is that a serious question?
4: No, not really. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on. You tell us what's going on, what this is going to look like.
5: Uh, actually, I, I think uh, part of the festivities tomorrow, the log snappers are going to try to snap grapes into the open mouth of the holders. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, I think that's part of the festivities. There's a tug of war. Uh, there's, a, there's a kick-tack-toe. It's going to be really exciting. I cannot wait.
6: You better get used to it because our flag football, out I've been covering it because I did see today or yesterday that the NFL is discussing whether or not to eliminate the hip tackle. Oh, so we're, we're about oh, one wonderful. step, one and a half steps away from flag football in the NFL.
5: Uh, yeah. Look, I, I mean, I'm going to be there. I'm going. I'm looking forward to talking to a bunch of guys. Uh, the actual festivities are are what they are. But I also understand, like, this is about the fans, right? And the fans watch it, and as long as they keep watching it, they're going to keep doing it. And I think it's it's cool for, especially the fans in attendance. A lot of people that don't get to go to NFL games, even though there's a stadium here to be able to go out and experience NFL players and, and all that stuff is fun. And I think we in the media, and I I, am, I admit I'm snarky and sarcastic often, and uh, <laughs> I think we make fun of those things. But you forget that fans enjoy it. and As long as people are watching it, they're going to keep doing it, and I think that's fine.
4: What do the players think? Everybody agree with Josh Jacobs that the week is kind of a <laughs> joke or what?
5: Some, some do. Uh, I know Max Crosby said uh, that he, uh, he hopes they don't do dodgeball again because it's not his best sport.
4: <laughs> um,
5: but, yeah, you know, he didn't do very well in dodgeball either, so that might have been part of it. But, yeah, look, I, I think I think they're going to tweak it. And they're going to try to figure out what works and what doesn't this week. And, um, you know, the best catch competition has potential. It's like the slam dunk contest for wide receivers. Like, it could be fun. So, I mean, I think they're just going to keep tweaking it. Hopefully it gets to a point where the players enjoy it, the fans enjoy it, and it could be a thing. But it sucks for right now.
4: All right, that's Adam Hill. He's out watching amateur boxing at the Westgate Super Bowl tonight. Adam, we'll let you get back to it. Thanks for the time tonight. That was good. Talk to you too. All right, Scott Spritzer and I are going to talk more about Super Bowl props next. Stay tuned.
1: Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears.
4: well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
1: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
4: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you.
0: Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well.
6: Is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Do you have questions about betting on the Super Bowl? I'm sure you do. Well, <laughs> Scott is here to answer your questions. <laughs> if you're wondering what out of hedge or looking for an unusual prop or insights on the game, the VEASAN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at VEASAN.com slash helpdesk. It can be answered by our experts on air or on vsin.com. Again, that's vsin.com slash helpdesk if you want to fire a question about the Super Bowl to anyone here at vsin. All right, back here on Sunday Bet Prep from the Circus Sportsbook. we got a pretty good crowd here tonight, but, Scott, next Saturday night it's going to be electric in oh, here yeah. on the eve of the Super Bowl.
6: Oh, it's going to be an absolute blast. You know, it's, it's crazy down here because you're walking a lot of books around Las Vegas on a Saturday night when there's only some college basketball games going on right. and, you know, maybe not a number one against a number five going either. And you've got a lot of room, you know, to, to roam around in those books, not here at the circuit, but I, again, I'm surprised every week because I haven't been down here during just basketball Saturdays until this, this year. And uh boy, you just walked to the book and it's still packed. It's great. People are going crazy watching the games with their bets. I, I really enjoy it down here. Really do.
4: You know, I walked into the uh, Westgate Superbook this afternoon. I wanted to bet a college basketball game and, I decided to – I was driving uh, close to the book, and I said, well, I'll go ahead and put it in in person instead of on the app. I hope there's not a line when I go into the book. I walked in there, nobody in line. Yeah, That's not going to be the case next Saturday. Uh, So you're going to have to use the betting apps if you can. That's a a pro tip. Download as many uh, sportsbook apps to your phone as you can. Even if you uh, live out of state, when you get here, register for a phone app. Put your money in there and – Bet that way. That way you can avoid the lines. And that's very important because a lot of places, I think they'll do it here at Circa. I know they do it at the Westgate. They have somebody over there ready to sign you up for the app. You can deposit your money and just bet on your phone. You don't have to wait in line. Scott, the uh, line next Saturday is going to snake all the way through the book, out the front door like an amusement park. <laughs> it is. going to be like well, it's a, a line for a roller coaster at an amusement
6: park. I, I can remember standing yeah. in a line of 30 people before we had apps at some book. This place, like you said, you're going to be out on Fremont Street standing in line to get in. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that people always ask me when I do shows, week of the Super Bowl, March Madness, things like that, they're planning their trips to come to Vegas and watch the games. They'll ask, well, how long does it take me to get my money out of the account if I have money left in the account or I've won when I want to catch my flight that weekend, that night, Sunday night? About as quick as it does to say, I want uh, Philadelphia minus a point and a half. Right. Or I want Kansas City, play. It, it's real quick. And so there's no real hassle there either. But uh, to have to stand in line and especially if you've got somebody who's at the front of the line who's making their decision as they're placing their bet, that could get a little bit frustrating. So get the app, sign up for the apps, and, again, you can collect real quickly when it's time to leave and go home.
4: That's our pro tip for tonight. Sign up for Sportsbook phone apps, fund your accounts, bet on the phone, don't wait in line, and waste time. Okay, uh, let's look at some uh, Super Bowl props. I pulled these from the uh, Westgate Superbook. Bowl um, Packet, which was about 20 pages deep. I was over there Thursday night when the props went up on the board at 7 p.m. Patrick Everson, a Vegas Insider reporter, was there as well. He's going to join us in the next segment. These are just some uh, generic type of props. Will either team score in the final three and a half minutes of the game? You would think so. Yes, is price minus 170. No, plus 150. Will Patrick Mahomes throw a pick? Yes, no, minus 110. Basically a coin flip. Will he throw an interception? Uh, he had 12 in the regular season. First rushing attempt by Jalen Hurts, 5.5 yards over under, minus 110. Total field goals made by both teams, 3.5, under, minus 160, the favorite, over, plus 140. It's tempting to play the over, plus 140 price on that one. Uh, with the Philadelphia defense, I think is going to make some stops. you got two good kickers in this game, sure. too. Uh, Will the game be decided by exactly three points as it was last season? No, minus 600, yes, plus 450. I know a lot of people like to bet those type of props. Big plus money prop on a game that might be decided by a field goal. Uh, Scott, anything on that list appeal to you when you're looking at those five we have up there on the graphic?
6: Total field goals. You mentioned what the Philadelphia defense can do against Kansas City when they cross midfield maybe Slow them down a little bit. And KC, since he combined for five field goals, KC Jacksonville combined for four field goals in those two games. And and you've got Kansas City kicking a lot of field goals so far this postseason, so that could happen. Uh, Philadelphia only one field goal in each of their two games, but we saw a couple of blowouts, and I don't think this game is going to be a blowout. So, uh, again, over, what was the over-under again on that? I'm looking at uh, three and a half. I think over at plus a buck 40 is not a bad move if you want to get involved in that one. As far as either team scoring in the final three minutes, yes, being a buck seventy, that's another one of those where I just assume it's going to be higher than that that price for yes. Eight straight Super Bowls with a score in the final three and a half minutes. Uh, last time it didn't happen. Seattle beat Denver forty-three to eight in Super Bowl forty-eight. Who was the quarterback on the winning team? That was Russell Wilson. That was Russell Wilson. I just wanted to hear him admit it, that Russell Wilson actually did win that Super Bowl. It's hard
4: to forget that Super Bowl. I think that's the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. Started out with a safety, right? Started out with a safety, the (laughs) snap over Peyton Manning's head. And the game was over. Scott, essentially the game was over by the middle of the first quarter.
6: I I know a guy in this business, Matt, who had about 23 props, based a lot to do with what I always say don't do. Not me, by the way. I'm just talking Uh about there is somebody in this business that I know. Who had like 23 props and was based a lot on how well he thought Denver was going to do, and he won like three out of 23 props. Ooh. And it started out with no safety, so he was in the hole oh, like immediately no. in the first 20 so seconds. It's even worse
4: than three and 20. Oh, it hurts. You gotta lay a big price exactly. So
6: no yeah. So I've seen that wow. kind of stuff happen. As far as like Will Mahomes throw an interception, uh, the yes and the no both minus a dollar 10. No ints in his last three games, which were 99 passes. Mm-hmm. One pick in his last 210 passes spanning six games. But the reason that I can't bet no, I'm not going to bet that prop at all probably, but that Philadelphia pass rush, and if Mahomes doesn't have his two or three of his top receivers in this game or they're a little bit hamstrung when they go into this game, you got that pass rush coming after you, man. You can easily make a bad pass. You can get your arm hit like Purdy did last week when you're making that pass. It flutters up in the air and you get an interception. So I decided to leave that one alone because of that particular, you know, just that particular Philadelphia pass rush that can just change (laughs) the projection of any pass a quarterback throws at any time.
4: Scott, that's a good segue to uh, Patrick Mahomes here talking about the Eagles defense and how it's changed since um, the last time Mahomes faced Philly last year.
0: Great defensive coordinator, first off. Um, uh, he, he does a lot of different things. Uh, their scheme has evolved because of the players that he has. Um, they have great all-pro, pro Bowlers at every single level. Um, and so they continue to add talent, man. And uh, they have a lot of great players, veteran players, and mixed with young players. And, I mean, they're, they're one of the number – and I don't know if they're number one, but they're one of the top defenses in the league for a reason. Um, and uh, they get after the quarterback, so it'll be a great challenge for us uh, to go out there and try to have some success. All right, that's Mahomes talking about the Philly
4: defense. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be very popular with the public on a lot of props. Even uh, though he had the bad wheel in the AFC championship game, he still played well. And I think most people are going to assume that he's going to be close to 100% by the time we get to Super Bowl fifty-seven next Sunday.
6: I, I, every time I listen to Mahomes, I think, man, I'd love to hear him and Mike Tyson have an argument, <laughs> just right back and forth. Oh, but anyway, back to kid. the props. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, you mentioned a first rush attempt by Hertz over under five and a half yards, and it's minus a dollar ten either way. That that's a kind of prop bat that I never really get involved with. Mm-hmm. I don't care what Hertz has done all season long. I don't care what the Chiefs have done. Uh, with quarterbacks who can run the football season long. It's just one of those that I I just throw those kind of things out for me. It doesn't mean somebody can't have a good reason, make a bet on it, and win. But I hate those kind of props personally. How do I know if if, if Hertz is going to run for more than five yards uh, in his first attempt? I mean, it could be a scramble. He could be under a bunch of pressure. Right. It, so I just leave those kind alone, and I went ahead and passed on that one completely. Well, that's kind of kind of a random result prop. You're exactly. just guessing. Yep. If I had
4: to guess, I would just guess under five and a half yards. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, hear from Jalen Hurts talking about being a dual-threat quarterback in the Super Bowl. Because you are going to look at a lot of Hurts props in terms of rushing and passing.
0: Guy has a unique way of doing what they do. Um, you're not going to turn on the TV and see everybody playing the game the same way. So, you know, I I don't necessarily take pride in playing the game a certain way. I just take pride in being who I am. Um, you know, every everybody uh, does it different. You know, and Everybody has something different that makes them special and great. You know, but just try to go out there and play the game to win.
4: Okay. Not really sure what he was saying there, but... Um, play the game to win. Uh, he's playing to win. And he's the favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite. But I think um, what's great about this, and you got uh, black quarterbacks opposing each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Both these guys are uh, dual-threat sure. playmakers. But Mahomes is clearly... The guy is capable of, um, I think, more damage through the air. And Hurts is the guy probably capable of uh, more damage on the ground.
6: We've come a long way since Eric Crouch was in a run for the Heisman. And Michael Wilbon said, he was asked by Tony Kornheiser, will he get drafted in the NFL as a quarterback, Eric Crouch. Michael Wilbon said, you know black quarterbacks don't get drafted into the NFL make it a joke because obviously okay. Eric Crouch happens to be Caucasian. <laughs> but I, I think this is great. I mean, this is it, 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 it's about time, right? We get two quarterbacks, African-American heritage and we're going to be battling it out. You know so what? These have the
4: cool. been the top two quarterbacks in the NFL all season. Josh Absolutely. Allen was up there for yeah. a while, but Mahomes and Hurts, nobody's yep. played better than these two guys. Great to see them show off. Uh, great to see them have a showdown here in the Super Bowl. Patrick Everson joins us next to talk about Super Bowl prop betting.
2: This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: All right, if you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, and much, much more. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for $9.99. That's it. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right. Patrick Everson is a Vegas Insider senior reporter. And uh, he was out at the Westgate Superbook Thursday night when the props went up. And uh, Patrick joins us now. Nobody works harder than this guy. He works around the clock, Scott. And uh, the hardest working guy in the sports betting media business. Patrick, what are you working on tonight?
7: Well, actually, I just finished up and something that's not Super Bowl-related. A little update on uh, on how things have flipped around in NBA championship futures with all this uh, Kyrie Irving scuttlebutt.
4: Okay, that's a bummer. I thought we could make it through a three-hour show without hearing Kyrie Irving's name. No, just had it twice. Sorry, <laughs> right, man. Okay. I
7: apologize.
4: All right, the long shot just hit. All right, so uh, Patrick, in terms of Super Bowl betting, <laughs> We heard of a big six-figure wager today at bet MGM on the Eagles on the money line. What else are you hearing out there in terms of uh, big plays on the big game?
7: Yeah, I think there's there's a couple more out there. In fact, I think Caesars just sent uh, sent across some stuff a little bit earlier. So I'm double checking my email real quick while I got you, while I'm uh, while I'm sorting through some of this stuff. But that's really the that's the obviously the biggest one so far is the one you mentioned, BetMGM, MGM a million dollars, Eagles on the money line. Um, but I thought what was interesting about that, and I think it's a point worth making, and then I'll touch on a couple of other plays that uh, that Caesar sent over as well, but Jason Scott, I went back and forth with him after they got that play, and they got it sometime this morning, Um, and he said, look, the Eagles are a loser for us, and now they're a bigger loser at the moment because, as we all know, betters have kind of been on the Eagles over the course of this week, um, although it's starting to kind of trend the other direction. He said, but with less than 10% of expected handle in so far, it's inconsequential. And that's the case, uh, you know, that MGM is a huge, you know, um, um, you know, a mammoth book across the country. So a million dollars is going to be kind of inconsequential if that, if that had come in at say, you know, South point or Circa or wherever, I mean, Circa takes a lot of money, but still, that would be a pretty consequential bet. Um, But it's just still really early and the overwhelming majority of the tickets of money are still going to come in closer to uh, closer to game time on next Saturday and next Sunday. But, Still, nothing to sneeze at. A million bucks at minus one twenty-five on the money line. A couple of other plays that came in. Caesars noted a few. A um, hundred. Both both the Eagles and the Chiefs. One hundred fifty thousand dollars on the uh, on the spread. Eagles minus one and a half. Chiefs plus one and a half. Um, a couple of money line plays as well, and some big under plays. I thought this was interesting from from Adam Pullen at Caesars. Uh, they they took they went to fifty-one. And at fifty-one, saw some sharp action for sure, he said. And he didn't necessarily designate these as sharp, but along with sharp action, they saw a two hundred twenty thousand dollar play on under fifty-one, and a hundred ten thousand dollar play on under fifty-one. And then the better who bet 110 hundred ten, when they moved to fifty and a half, put down another two twenty on under fifty and a half. Mm. And what Adam said, and I, I think this is interesting, because we still got a week and a day to go. He said yesterday, Friday, we're not going back to 51 again. Uh, he said that flat out. So we we found the resistance at 51. Um, you know, the Sharps jumping in at that number, that's probably the cap, and you're probably never going to see that number again. Was Which I there, was kind of Like I said, kind of surprised.
6: Wasn't there a, a bet at Caesars made early this week that kind of took it to 51 up from where it was? Uh, I heard there was a, a six-figure wager on the over at Caesars, probably, I'm going to say, on Tuesday or Wednesday.
7: Yeah, there may have been uh, there may have been Scott. I'm not sure if I, uh, I I'm not seeing in my notes, but I bet that's out there because there's as you know these things are you know six these six figure wagers, especially as you get to these big games. They are they fly pretty fast and furious. Sure. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a six figure play that helped push them up. But he seems really confident, and I, I which surprises me a little. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you know, the public's going to come in on the over here. Right. So I'm a little surprised that he was uh, as uh, as confident uh, in saying that, hey, we're not going back to 51 again. So I'll be interested to see if that holds. I don't doubt. I have no reason to doubt him. But you know, if there's enough public money that comes in or or what have you, I wonder if they'll be able to. Uh, Hold at 50 or 50 and a
4: half. Well, I agree with you, Patrick. I had uh, two professional betters in studio last night, Randy McKay and Frank Betty, and they both said they thought the total might get up to 51 and a half or 52. When the public gets to town, starts to hammer the over, uh, they thought it would go over 51. So I agree with you. I think it's a little early to make that determination. We're talking about less than 10% of the handle on the game has been wagered so far, Scott.
6: Oh, I agree with it. I, I really thought that. Once it got to 51, I really did think that it might come down a half a point, but we got to figure. I mean, the public's going to bet props overs. They're going to bet the total over, and it's obvious a situation where the public influences movement so much in the Super Bowl as it does in the college football championship. What's been, Patrick, so far, what's been like, is it still like Mahomes over his passing yardage total? Is that still kind of up there as one of the top two or three plays?
7: Yeah, I think so. In the props market, anything tied to Mahomes is going to be Pretty popular, and, and and some of the stuff uh, maybe not quite as much so, but some of the stuff tied to Hertz. Uh, all the as you said, it's all the pot. You know, everybody's going to be the public is going to be weighing in on the positive stuff, and even more so, as you alluded to, Scott, over the next uh, over the next week or so, closer to the next closer to game day, it's, the, the public's going to be betting for everything positive in the props market, overs and yeses and and all that stuff. Um, I thought one thing that was interesting, you know, Matt alluded to it a moment ago, Thursday night out of the Superbook. There were places, uh, I think BetMGM was among them, but, you know, as, as we know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of books are now getting out ahead of the Superbook on the props. Uh, I don't think they offer quite the menu that the Superbook does, and I don't think that, uh, uh, you, know, I don't, you know, I think the Superbook oftentimes will give you a, a better number. But there were some other shops out there that had Mahomes Rushing Yard over under at like 16 and a half, and they got bet up to 18 and a half, 19 and a half, 20 and a half. Well, Superbook was like, you know what? This is our number. We're going to make you bet the over. We're going to wait until somebody bets the over and then we'll move. They opened at ten and a half, and it got, obviously it got hammered Scott and went, uh, you know, went up to 16 and a half in a real big hurry within, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, whatever. Uh, but I thought that was, that was, that was one that was interesting that where if you were paying attention, you know, there were places at the same time that you could bet over 10 and a half, you could bet under 20 and a half. So um, I thought that created an interesting position, and it was it was neat to see, nice to see, the Super Bowl be like. Okay, this is our number, and we're sticking with it. We'll take a few we'll take a few hits on it and see what happens, and then decide. And what Casey Degnan at Super Bowl told me, he said, "Look, we just we we didn't want to open too high and get hammered on the under. We wanted to, we wanted to open low, get some over money, and move up rather than uh, potentially open too high and get hammered on the under."
4: That's kind of odd because uh, DraftKings had Mahomes rushing yards at twenty and a half, and uh, Mm -hmm. when I—that's the one thing, Patrick. When I looked through the uh, Westgate Superbook props book uh, that night, I saw Mahomes rushing yards at ten and a half. I said, "You got to be kidding me! That's way—that's way too low." Uh, So that Mm -hmm. one—that one jumped off the page to me. We're looking at a video we had on the screen that you shot from the Westgate Superbook on Thursday night when the props went up. What did you take away most uh, from that night by talking to the pros who were out there betting? Because Frank, Betty, Randy, McKay, who were two of the guys there, they were talking about last night how the crowd seems to get a little bit smaller every year. Remember how this used to be a big event? You'd have a long line of pros lined up to bet. It's just become uh, a smaller and smaller deal every year, Patrick. Yeah,
7: and and I think that's part and parcel to the expansion of sports betting over the last few years. Um, You know, anybody who might've been prone to travel to Vegas for that big first Thursday between, you know, in, in, in the bye week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. So they don't necessarily have to travel anymore. I mean, they may not get exactly the number they're looking for, but uh, you know, the DKs and fan duels and points bets of the world uh, are all going to have a lot of props out a lot, you know, significantly sooner. A lot of their menus were, you know, somewhat robust by the time we got to Thursday Um so they didn't, you know, they don't need to come out as much. But you're, you're just finding the market is, uh, you know, the market is a lot, lot larger and a lot of people that, uh, you know, can get down sooner in other states and don't necessarily have to wait for that big Thursday. I still think it's a neat event to be a part of and to check out. You see some interesting people there and, and 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 hear some interesting revelations about how, you know, why they do what they do, whether it's the betters or the odds makers. But, but yeah, it's, it's it's not what it once was, and that's just maybe one of the. Uh, you know, one of the drawbacks of, uh, of, the, of the massive expansion of sports betting, which overall I think is a net positive, but this mm-hmm. is just one, one, one event that kind of takes, takes a dent because of it.
4: No, it's still great to be out there Thursday night. A lot of uh, guys we know were out there, and it's uh, a big event. The Westgate does a great job putting up a, uh, a big, thick book of uh, prop bets every year. Patrick, last 30 seconds. You're going to bet beer and pizza or Chili's money on one prop right now. <laughs> what do you got?
7: The Octopus. <laughs> will, will one player score? Will one player score eight points on a drive? Will one player score the touchdown and the subsequent two point conversion? I'm on it. I bet Circa was nice enough to put it up. I think they're the only one in town that has it up. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they were the only ones who put it up in Vegas last year. Thirteen to one on the yes. I'm probably gonna lose, but that's where my Chili's money is.
4: <laughs> All right, maybe one of the quarterbacks can get you the octopus. Who knows? Patrick Everson. Follow him on Twitter at Patrick E underscore Vegas. He's got about 67,000 followers. I, I knew this guy when he had like 5,000. How about that? How big time is he now? <laughs> uh, senior reporter at Vegas Insider. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate the time. You bet. You guys have a good week. We'll talk soon. All right. We're going to wrap it up with best bets.
1: zigazoo the world's largest social network for kids (laughs) download the zigazoo app today
3: from football playoffs to basketball madness
2: Bet Prep with Matt Humans on Vison the sports betting network.
4: All right, football bettors, the championship game is set. Bet Rever's online sportsbook is the place to be with a lot offered and tons of specials on February 12th. Check this out same game, parlay, bet and get. Live bet and get. Football squares. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing. The exclusive Bet River Squares. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets so you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score, you win. Restrictions on qualifying offers, eligible bonus and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. Check out Bet River Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans here. Sin Studio Circus Sportsbook downtown Las Vegas. Wrap up the show tonight Sunday Bet Prep. We're going to talk more Super Bowl props here to uh, finish it off, Scott. And um, you and I have talked about this a lot, Philadelphia being a fast-earning team this season. If you just bet the Eagles to win the first half in each of their games this season, 15-3-1. And one of those losses was with Gardner Minshew, a quarterback mm-hmm. against the Saints, late in the season. This Philadelphia team has been a uh, really good first-half bet. One of my Super Bowl uh, plays here is the Eagles in the first half minus a half point. I found this at uh, BetMGM this week at plus 105. Uh, actually, sorry, minus 105. Uh, some books have it at minus 110, minus 115. Anyway, uh, I'm playing the Eagles here uh, in the first half minus a half point, and Scott, hopefully, this fast-starting Philadelphia trend continues.
6: And it falls right in line with what we were saying earlier about the prop that I like about uh, Will Philly score a touchdown. In the opening quarter of play, right. which is right around minus a dollar five, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, again, when we were kind of sweating whether Philadelphia was legit or not, and by the way, I think they are. I, I don't. Again, we went into that whole discussion about whether they played a soft schedule or not, but midway through the season, when they had a little bump in the road, if you will, and weren't looking as good in the second half as they had in the first half, that's what we were saying. You know, this team still continues to kick butt in the first half of games they just don't play as well or score as many points in the second half. And they, they basically maintain that the entire season. So I think minus a half a point in the first half at that price, would you say it was minus $1. five or whatever, is not a bad bet at all. I, I might have to jump in on that and join you on that one.
4: All right. Also, so you and I have a common play here. Will the game be tied after 0-0? Yes, minus 110. That's at the Westgate. We did not talk about that, but both of us had that play on the sheet. I think there's – Anytime you have a tight line like this, a one and a half point favorite in a game, you got a decent chance, a reasonable chance you're going to get a three-three, seven-seven, ten-ten type of sure. score. You've got two quarterbacks who can trade shots here. Uh, I also think another uh, a prop I'm looking at: will the Chiefs convert a fourth down attempt? And I don't like this one as much, but a yes minus one thirty. I don't like to lay into one thirty here, but when you have the inferior defense like the Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs do you've got to take more chances offensively I, I also think that the way my game script plays out here the Chiefs are going to be trailing in the second half mm-hmm. and they're going to have to take more chances will they convert a fourth down I think they're definitely going to try to convert some fourth downs a few of them and um, I think they're, they're going to be in comeback mode here with Patrick Mahomes so I went ahead and played that one a yes minus 130 uh, also Mahomes rushing yards over 16 and a half. Talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. This prop was ten and a half at the Westgate One Open. <laughs> DraftKings has twenty and a half. Uh Mahomes is gonna be under pressure by this Philadelphia defensive line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's gonna be flushed out of the pocket. He's gonna have to run, make plays, improvise. Scott, not quite to the extent you would hope that he had to against the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl a couple right. years ago when the KC offensive line completely broke down. But I also think that with two weeks to uh, rest and recover and heal that uh, sprained ankle, that he's going to have two good wheels when we get to Super Bowl 57 next Sunday. So I'm not afraid to play over this uh, relatively low rushing yards total.
6: I, I can't believe it was 10 and a half to start. Yeah. What a number you got. I mean, I, I just, you know, what Patrick was talking about his one, one member of the sportsbook personnel talking about. It. He didn't want to make it too high and get hammered on the under. Uh, you got it. You had to have been hammered on the over. There's no doubt about it at exactly. 10 and a half. Uh, Listen, I mean, he averages six yards per pop, only six carries in the two playoff games, but he was banged up in one of those and banged up for a whole quarter against Jacksonville in the first playoff game. So he missed a little bit of time, and when he came back and played against Cincy, uh, he did suffer from a little bit of an ankle issue. But uh, listen, he averaged a little less than four yards per carry in 17 regular season games. He had nine carries, 29 yards, In a win over San Francisco, five carries for 33 yards on the loss to Tampa Bay, talking about those two Super Bowl games. So he's gone well over this total in the two Super Bowl games that he's played in, more than 10 yards in each one of those. Uh, He's going to have to pull it down, I think, and run the ball maybe more often than even once. I just mentioned six carries in two playoff games against this pass rush, and especially if he doesn't have completely healthy wideouts that he's used to throwing to, Juju, Tony, guys like that. He's going to have to pull the ball down and run with it. And, you know, let's say he runs the ball eight times instead of four or five. He has to run the ball eight times if he averages four yards per carry, which he does. You're talking about easily going over this, almost doubling where that number sits right now in some shops. So I'm with you. I think he goes over 16 and a half. And, boy, I'd love to have seen that 10 and a half because I didn't do it. That's a great fight. Yeah,
4: that was, <laughs> that was one of those that jumped off the page. I mean, in the regular season, Mahomes averaged 21 rushing yards per game. He topped 20 rushing yards in 10 games. Uh, I just think he's going to be flushed out of the pocket and have to run more here against this Philadelphia it defense. 16
6: and a half seem too short? I mean, I think I would have yeah. made that like 19 or 18 and a half and that never to start. I hope it's you know? too short, uh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously so. you bet it. So <laughs> to you, it does seem I like it's so. too short.
4: It seems a little too short. Yeah. Let's uh, listen to Patrick Mahomes here talking about taking over for Tom Brady as the face of the NFL. I'll say this, when we get to the Super Bowl, he's definitely the face of this because yeah. he's a, a the major attraction in terms of prop wagering.
0: It's not I don't think any extra responsibility I mean I'm just trying to go out there and win football games and win and win championships, and this is the biggest game of them all and so uh it's not about being the face of the league or anything like that. It's about being uh, the best teammate you could possibly be and uh, doing whatever you can to win football games. And that, that other, the other stuff kind of handles itself. And um, it's, it's obviously a, a good part of it. If you're winning Super Bowls, usually you get a little bit more media and a little, a few more commercials, I guess you would say. But at the end of the day, man, I just want to get in this building, uh, be with my teammates, and, and go out there and win football games.
4: Uh, he's a good face of the NFL. Absolutely. And uh, every bookmaker you talk to, we were talking about potential Super Bowl matchups, that if the Chiefs are there, it's going to be a well, heavily bet game, and uh, the props are going to sell because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to be a big prop attraction. Let's take a look at Scott Spreitzer's um, Super Bowl prop plays. We looked at these earlier in the show. And, uh, Scott, you have uh, one that applies to the Chiefs, and that's uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back.
6: Right. And, and again, it's a combination of passing – excuse me, combination of receiving and rushing yardage. Got burned by Pacheco last week when he only ran for 26 yards on 10 carries. But I mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, nine of the prior 10 games, he had rushed for more than last week's rushing yardage prop, which was 47 and a half. Only once did he go under that before last week, and it was a a game where he only ran the ball, uh, got, got nine carries in that contest. And I decided to combine it, though, with receiving yards. So over, under... Rushing and receiving yardage on Pacheco was 73 and a half uh, over as minus a buck 15. And again, for those who weren't listening in earlier, I think it's a situation where they're going to have to throw dump offs to the running backs. They're going to have to throw screens to the running backs against this defense, like no defense they faced this entire season. Mm-hmm. And checkdowns. I mean, when nothing's open downfield, when the Kelsey crosses aren't working, you got to dump it off with the checkdowns, and then you got Pacheco. So I thought over 73 and a half at a buck 15 uh, was a fair price.
4: You've also got Philadelphia to score a TD in the first quarter. Yes, plus 105. Talking about the fast-starting uh, Philly offense and that common prop that we had. Will the game be tied after 0-0? Yes, uh, minus 110. You can find that price out there. Under 1.5. This is one uh, I think we need to repeat. Under 1.5 yards for the shortest touchdown. And, Scott, what's this hit? Uh, yes, minus 155. That's Is that BetMGM or Caesars? That was MGM. M- BetMGM. Yeah. This is is hit. by the way. Okay, six of the last seven Super Bowls, or seven of the last eight.
6: Six of the last seven, as Ralph Michaels had posted on Twitter. Eight of the last ten. Okay. Twenty-three of the last thirty-three. I mean, it's a seventy percent winner in twenty-three, or excuse me, in the last thirty-three Super Bowls. And I had mentioned even if you lose, if you use a minus a dollar fifty, if you bet this play under one and a half yard shortest touchdown at even minus a buck fifty, the last thirty-three Super Bowls, and you bet a thousand bucks per bet. You're up eight dimes. It's not a – I mean, this should be above two bucks. That's why I jumped on it as far as the Super Bowl prop. Above, above two bucks, and I got it at minus 55. So All right. There you go. Great job tonight, Scott.
4: And, Enjoyed it. Uh, appreciate all the guests who joined us on the show tonight. Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Sportsbook. Mike Tice, former NFL head coach. Will Hill of Eason. Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Patrick Everson of Vegas Insider. If you want to catch the replay, vsin.com, vsin.com, all the show replays are up there. And we're going to come back next Saturday night on the eve of Super Bowl 57 with uh, plenty more best bets. So tune in again next week. Signing off uh, for tonight from circa downtown Las Vegas. This is vsin, the Sports Betting Network.